0: News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman in association with AIR on News Talk. Now, regional inequality in Ireland is now at its highest level since records began. That's according to new CSO statistics published yesterday. And John Moran is a member of the Limerick Economic Forum and he joins us now on all of this. Good morning to you, John. And listen, thank you for speaking to us. I know you've been off the airways for a while with your health.
1: Good morning, Karen. It's great to be back. So thankfully, everything seems to have worked out well. De- the, I'm
0: delighted, album, so. delighted to hear that. Uh, genuinely, um, are we too Dublin-centric? Is is that your view?
1: Well, look, we know we're too Dublin-centric, right? The, the real issue is 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 what should happen now. I mean, you know, the numbers yesterday from the CSO, and it's great that you guys are focusing on that. Should be a wake-up call for for all of us. I mean, including for government. Because not only do they show shocking inequality across the country, the worst thing about them is they show the trend in the wrong direction, so it's not getting better it's getting it's getting worse and I think I heard some of the comments that have been coming in in the you know from listeners, and I think an important point that is is about this study is that it focuses not on where people live but on people where people work and, and it clearly shows. That look, But for example, if you compare somebody that's trying to figure out whether they go work in Longford or work in Dublin, they'll get 75% more money on average if they work in Dublin. And and so even if they want to live in Longford, that creates this horrendous life system where for the benefit of their family and kids and whatever, they feel like they've got to get on the road in the morning and get into Dublin to work and get back home in the yeah. evening. So it's just yeah, it shows that, some real problems sounds, in the country
0: that sounds quite like a, like a huge disparity it, it does but when I, when, I, when I drill down into it Donegal has the lowest levels of disposable income per person it's 19,000 euros per person per year and Dublin has the highest 25,000 per person per year so there's 6,000 between those two which is 500 quid a month 100 and something euros a week Dublin is much more expensive to live in than Donegal it costs more for a pint it costs more to buy a house it costs more to do almost anything so actually <coughs> The fact that you like, I made the point earlier, John, that if you're a public servant, for example, and you live in Donegal, or if you live in Dublin, you'll be on the same money, but you'd be much better off in Donegal because it's cheaper to live there. So, so the inequalities financially exist, but it is cheaper to live in the country.
1: No, and you're right, but but the point about this study, which is and this is why drilling down is really important, is it shows that it's not just that you get higher wages in Dublin let's say, to match up with the higher living costs. What it shows in the section that talks about the type of jobs that are available is it shows that the jobs that pay the most are centralised in Dublin. So if you want certain careers in our country, the only place you can work is in Dublin to earn those. And So while you're right about a public sector worker yeah. who happens to be a teacher, the point is that every Secretary General of the government departments are based in Dublin, and and so you and IT and communications, which is in and your that, own and, job, that, and you're right about that, Dublin. of
0: course. But the difficulty is, is how do you deliver a Facebook anophily? How do you deliver? And Charlie McCreevy in fairness to him, <coughs> tried to 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 float decentralisation and, and suggested public servants should all you know work from from various rural parts of the country. It didn't work at all because th- those public servants didn't want to go; they chose not to go. So so you can't really impose on people where they should live or work, really, can you?
1: you know, absolutely not. But there are two things. I mean, to me, there's kind of two ways you need to analyse this. And that's what government should be doing when they see these kind of numbers. right? The first is, what's the structure of government in Ireland? And is it suited for a country that was once three million people and is trending to six and eight million people? Yeah. Right? We, we inherited our system of government from an empire, where they didn't trust people living far away from London to make decisions. And we, we adopted that. And we have one of the most centralised systems of government in the democratic world, which is why people who live in other places than Dublin feel like they're not being listened to, feel like they're not being catered to. The second thing, then, is what decisions are we making out of that type of government? And not surprisingly, when you look at the decisions that have been made, they tend to suit the people making those decisions who also work in that particular place. Right.
0: And, okay. and so, you know, it, it, yeah, it's and, a question of... that's. I know right. You're right. And human nature is such that we tend to make decisions or see things very much from our own point of view. And, and we do that. One of the things I know that you've said is that we're, we're much less decentralized as compared to other European countries. But is that not apples and oranges? Like we're so small compared to France or Spain or Italy or the UK or Germany that they they would have a big city, which would be the equivalent of our Dublin, like Berlin or somewhere. And and the hinterland around that would be developed and then they would have rural areas but they'd have other big cities. Is it not just that they because they're so much bigger have more big cities but we are tiny. We're, we're like the size of a province in, in, in France or a province in Germany rather yeah, but, than a country.
1: But, but these are choices. These are choices, right? So you compare France and Germany or indeed France and Italy. They're very different countries. France is incredibly centralised in Paris and has spent the last 10 years trying to build up cities like Montpellier and Toulouse and, and, and Bordeaux Germany, on the other hand, has Hamburg, it has Munich, it has Frankfurt. It's, you know, so the big countries are structured differently. More often than not, they don't have government and their big commercial centre in the same place, with the exception of the UK, which we know, right? But, But small countries, like Take the Netherlands, right, which, which has lots of different cities, all of which are very attractive places to live. And so the, ha- to the Hague
0: work. and Amsterdam, obviously Hague being an The Hague, Amsterdam,
1: And so what happens then is that you don't end up with this concentration of opportunity in the one place with the result that everybody has to live there and houses get more expensive. Yeah. What's also crazy about this is that you see in it that the other cities are doing better than other parts of the country. Okay, so so we can see the solution there. The solution, yeah. No, developing our a, our, yeah.
0: our regional cities, I think, is part of the, the plan. Unfortunately, John, we're going to have to leave it there. But it is a really interesting conversation, and we do appreciate you speaking to us on it. That is John Moore, and there, member of the Limerick Economic Forum, um, and former Secretary General of the Department of Finance as well.